in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise God. We thank God for what he's doing every day, every second of the day. This is Elder Anton Seals in the absence of my wife, Elder Jennifer Seals. We just give God all the praise, all the honor, all of the glory for he is worthy of all the praise. And we thank you, God, for another opportunity to be on this uh, teaching of the AJS Ministry Weekly Bible Class Tuesdays, every Tuesday. And today is July the 27th. Hallelujah. And we thank God for this day that we're teaching from uh, the book on Smith's Wigglesworth, a powerful working book of, of just the, the, the love of God, the work of God, the peace of God, and the power of God that, that he gives to us. And he parts a measure of a gift. So Father, we thank you for the impartation. We thank you for the imputing. We thank you, God, that you rescued us from our sins. You saved us in the name of Jesus. We thank you that Jesus came to save the world, oh God, and had no sin, but he took all the sin of the world and put it on his shoulders, oh God, and even cried out to show us the humility that we can cry out to God and not be ashamed of this gospel and call on the name of Jesus. Nevertheless, he said, Lord, have thy way. So nevertheless, Lord, no matter what we're going through, have your way with every soul that's on this line. Everyone that may be listening on Facebook, we praise and exalt your name because you are God and God alone. And we thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Amen and amen and amen. God bless everybody. We're going to get started. Um, and this is really kind of interesting because I, I noticed this is really the way I kind of looked at this chapter as a review of some of all the other things we've talked about and we've shared uh, over the last several uh, weeks and months. Uh, we've been at this. This is our 18th week. Praise God. And so I'm ex excited by the fact that so many of you have stayed with us uh, throughout this entire teaching and this entire class. And that's a blessing. And I want you to know how much I appreciate uh, your being on and continually, continuously being faithful. Um, and I'm just sitting here shifting through all these papers I've, I've put together. Uh, we want to get started today. We're in chapter uh, 18 on July 27th. Uh, Elder Jennifer Seals uh, started her uh, new beginnings and new opportunities. We'll keep her in prayer. Hallelujah. And she's uh, venturing off into a new beginning, a new job. And she's excited by that. So we thank God for answered prayers. Amen. And, and I'm feeling great. Hallelujah. So Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for faith. Faith that cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And that, that is so important that as we get into this lesson today, that we understand that God has shown us the way, the, the way, the truth, and the light. And so, Lord, we come today. Let me adjust my screen to make sure I don't have something up here uh, that I, I really don't want uh, to, to see. I see the live going on, so I don't want to cut that off. But God bless everybody for being on as we go live into the lesson today. Uh, we're going to go into the book of Hebrews real quick. If you don't have your Bibles, please get it. I want you to go to Hebrews 11. Uh, we're going to open up with that because this particular chapter, and I'm, I'm shrinking the screen so that I can uh, see both the screen and, and, and 
and talk to you all as well. But, um, as, as we get into this lesson text and understand what the, the Lord has given us and that, that faith cometh by hearing and it's impossible to please God if, if we don't really listen and believe that he exists. You first got to believe that he is the living God. Hallelujah. That Jesus came as the invisible, visible God. Hallelujah. That, that reigned on earth to give us, to save us from ourselves, from hell and damnation that was in the world because of Satan and the trick of the enemy. Because man sold out Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit in the Garden of Eden. So this, this lesson text today out of Hebrews, I want you to go there because I want us to talk about uh, this lesson in Hebrews. Now, faith is the substance. We talked about this and we know that the substance is the source. It is the very foundation of God's word. Amen. And, and things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We're going to get into this a little bit deeper today, where we talk about the evidence, things that God created from the beginning were made by things not seen, but have manifested themselves to things that you can see. So it is not the, the external, it's the internal glory of God. It's not our flesh, but it's the spirit of God that we're talking about. So faith, through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Look at verse 3 in Hebrews 11. The word, the word of God was framed. Hallelujah. The world was framed by the word of God. And so we come to understand that this word is the voice of God. And all, and all scripture comes according to Timothy 2, and I think uh, 6 and 13. I, I've got it in my text here. But, but the, the word, the living word, the Bible that you're studying that we're reading right now, it comes by the inspiration by the imparting, imputing of the Holy Spirit of the Word of God. For God is a spirit, and they that worship the, the Spirit must worship the Spirit in, in, in truth and in righteousness and trust God and get to know Him for yourself. You have to have some intimacy and fellowship with God. You just can't call Him when you just want to. God knows everything about us, so we can't play uh, uh, five-card molly or whatever that is that <laughs> the, the gamblers used to play and all kind of tricks. And you have to, to be sincere about this word. And we have to learn. And the scripture says that obedience is better than sacrifice. I'm on page uh, one, what is that? 1689. 189. If you go there with me uh, on page 189, it says, as we read the word uh, that by faith, Abel um, that that by, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And we, we see that in the scripture text. Um, and, and also I want to point out, that's verse four, but he says, by faith. I want you to notice that in your hands, I intentionally uh, highlighted the scriptures that are by faith and through faith. Hallelujah. By faith and through faith. And I'm, I'm going to take my time. And also gave you a link. So if you're at a computer or on your cell phone, if you're able to open that link, go down to number B and you'll see A, B, 1, and then 1, B. It, it says, through faith, Hebrews 11, uh, 28, 30, 33, and 39. A says, by faith, Hebrews 11, and it gives you the text right there. So what I'm trying to make sure that we understand what Smith Wigglesworth is telling us by faith faith that cometh by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. 
So we know we have to first believe that God exists and Jesus is the son, the living son of God Almighty, but he is the triune God. He is the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. But Jesus comes as this invisible, visible God in the name of Almighty God. He makes himself come through blood and water. In other words, he's born into humanity the same way you and I, but he had no sin but to show the humility that, that Christ would have been born through the woman, Mary, who said, let it, according to your word. In other words, I'm trusting what the angels told me. And you notice in the story on, on page, um, I think it's 189 over to, to uh, page 190, where he says that, that Zacharias didn't believe and Mary did. But through faith, now faith, it says, now faith is the substance. That means right now, the very presence of God is around us. But the word of God in Romans 10, they says that God is nigh thee all the time. He's near you. He's, he's omnipresent. And so now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. So we have to believe in the impossible, the invisible. So if you're asking God for something, you can't see what you're really asking God for unless it's what he gives you and what he wants you to have. Now, you can pray for things, but you want to line it up with the will of God. And that's my point. I want you to be able to pray. I want you to go to God and ask him. I want you to have a communication, a discussion with God. But I, I want us to encourage you to pray and have a relationship with God so the things that you're asking for are in alignment with what he's promised you and what his will is for our lives. Amen. And so part of this story is about prayer and a relationship, communicating, talking with, uh, abiding with his, in his presence to dwell in the presence of God. And so we know now through faith, the worlds were framed by the word, by the voice of God who spoke from heaven. Hmm. So that, that things which are seen were not made of things that that we're not made of things which we do not which do not appear. So look at verse three here. He's saying that there are things that were created that were not made by things that we can see, but because God has given us an eye to see, not only do you see in the natural realm, but He has equipped us to see into the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. The word of God is a seed. So I just going through the steps that we've been through over these last 17 weeks to reassure you that that according to the teaching of, of the Bible, the word of God, that the word of God is a seed. It is the very spirit of God. It is the voice of God. It is his grace that's speaking to you, the grace meaning the fullness, the sovereign power of who God is as, as he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so I wanted to point out, if you look at um, your, your scripture text, it says uh, verse uh, Mark 9, 23, and it is by grace, by, by grace, you have been saved through faith. Now, now notice that, that as we look at scripture texts, I want you to hold this in your mind. This is Ephesians 2 and 8. But I want you to keep this in your thought for just a minute, that he says in Ephesians 2 and 8, 
And first of all, he says, Mark 9, 20, all things are possible. Either fulfilling of all promises is possible to him who believes. So as I said before, you have to believe. Mark 29, 23 tells us that. But I want to point out what he says in Ephesians, what Paul is saying in Ephesians uh, 2, and tw 2 and 8. And that is important for us to understand the text of this, because as you get into the lesson of, of what God is speaking to us in this lesson uh, down in 2.8, Ephesians 2.8, this is a powerful transformation of, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. For grace, you are saved through faith. What does that mean? Well, if we, if we look at the New International Version, it says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God. So faith is a gift that God gives us. It is word that he gives us, that he saves us, that he, he sets us apart, that he gives us the gift of salvation. He sanctified you. He, he justified you. Hallelujah. But I want to pull out what it says, for by grace, by grace, ye are saved through faith. So it is not faith that saveth us. Hallelujah. And, and I want to point something out that's very important. It, it is important to have godly wisdom, but you can never get enough of God's faith. You can never get enough of God's word because that's what faith is. It is hearing the voice of God. It is knowing as you read this scripture to expect it to come alive. And that's what Smith Wigglesworth is saying. Can you all, oh, can you only believe even the demons feared God that when, when, when Jesus came uh, out of the boat, the demons that had possessed the young boy that was in the cave had broke the chains off with his bare hands, had supernatural spirit on them of the evil spirit and tormenting spirits but but these demons god asked them, who are you he said i'm legion what's your name legion so that represented what was it? i think two thousand devils and so the point is is that god is saying to us that through faith you come to believe the word of god because i've given it to you as a gift and it's the power i've given down in your belly for you are made in my image and my likeness, and I dwell in you. And I've chosen you from the foundation of time that I created you, for you are my workmanship. If you're in Ephesians and go to Ephesians uh, uh, 2 and 10, he says, you are my workmanship created in Jesus, created in Jesus to good works. So he's called us and ordained us to do good works that we should obey and keep this word uh, uh, and the tablets of the word wrapped around our necks. And in other words, in our hearts, hallelujah. And so I want you to notice that it says in, in Hebrew by faith, it says in verse three, in verse, excuse me, one, he says, first he begins with now faith, and then he goes into verse 3 and 5, and 3 to 5, 7 to 9, 17. All those verses are by faith, and they demonstrate something that I had to, it took me a while to understand what this was. And there's a, there's a separation between the, the law, which is the Old Testament, which is the, the um, foreshadowing of the coming of Jesus Christ. So, so the Old Testament declares, uh, proclaims, uh, there's prophetic utterance given by the prophets that the Messiah is coming. And so even all the way back to Moses and from the beginning of time with man, that God knew that he was going to send Jesus our Savior, which is himself. And so the word becomes flesh. 
In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and it became flesh. And so we now see that in the Old Testament, God was speaking directly, but you didn't have the full grace of being in the presence of the walking human being called Jesus. So you didn't really have an impartation of what they had. We have more power now, and not just by the prophets and by the believers, but by the believers of every denomination, every race who declares in Christendom that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. In your heart, you've spoken it, you believe it, and you speak it with your lips. But do you truly understand that you are his workmanship, that you are the vine and he is the, 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 he's the vine and we're the, he's the branch, we're the vine. So he prunes us to understand that this word is separated between the power of understanding the law back in the days of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and in the coming of Jesus Christ, which became the era of grace that we live in now under the grace meaning the fullness of God's power. And you have to understand this, that even as we talk about this, that he's saying to you, without faith is impossible to please me. So we now know that it was, even with all the saying that we have this faith, it is by the presence of God. So when you see that by faith, he's referring to the presence of Jesus. He's referring to Paul is teaching us that this word that, that is written by faith, uh, I think this was Luke, they're not sure who the writer is uh, in, 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 in Hebrews, but in Ephesians, he tells us by faith. So, so but to, to hear God, it takes us to believe that, that we were created in his image and his likeness. And so I want you to understand that the difference between, if you, if you have your Bibles open, I just want to go through this real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, we did this once before, but I, I want to point it out because it demonstrates to us, it doesn't matter if you're circumcised or not. It doesn't matter if you're circumcised or circumcised. It didn't because because the righteousness of God that he gave to us is based on what's in your heart. Now, God is a, a discerner, and, and so the word is a double-edged sword. So he knows both your earthly thoughts and your spiritual mind. And so he is saying to us that I'm going to cleanse your thoughts, but I need you to study my word. I need you to trust me. I need you to walk by faith and not by sight. So God to so, so by faith people offered unto God. We know that's Old Testament. Amen. Go to number five, Hebrews 11, 5. By faith Enoch got translated. So what Paul is doing is taking the written word of God from all these years later and going back and showing us that the word of God that was spoken then was spoken now is the same word of God. And so the difference is when you see by faith, it oftentimes refers to the Old Testament experience of the believer, excuse me. And so, but, but he says, without faith, it is impossible, verse six. And so that's, I put that under as a, as a number one, lowercase I, but it says, uh, was translated. In other words, I, I took a while to understand this. Faith of Enoch was translated, she should not die. It, 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 but so so we know that that he didn't die a natural death, but God did, didn't let him suffer anymore because he found him to be righteous and was and so he says translate that he should not see death and was found 
And so we now know because God has translated him before this translation, he had his testimony that he pleased God. So what God is saying to us in these scriptures, I want you to be enlightened by this word that, that I have chosen you from the foundation of time. And all I need you to do is to obey my word, study my word, praise my name, give me all the glory because everything that I did, everything that I created was for my glory, saith the Lord God Almighty. So we believe our beliefs become facts. And so we'll get into that in just a minute. And so look at number two, saved by grace through faith. It is a gift. And so we have this gift called faith. We have this gift of grace that God imparts unto us, the ability of his favor. Some people just stop with saying that, well, grace is the favor of God. It really is. But it's so much more. It's so much more. And so I wanted to point out in John 1 and 5, uh, John 1, 1 through 5, it says, in the beginning was the word. I'm going back to show you the word, the word that was spoken by who? By whom? It was spoken by God Almighty. Hallelujah. And so this word, this word that, 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 that we're speaking of, this word that, that we're hearing of, this word that I'm teaching on is the word of the living God. God bless you, Sister Willamette. It's the word of the living God. And so this word has become flesh. And so in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You see that? And so here he says, if the same was in the beginning with God, all things were made by him. And without him, there was nothing that was made. In him was life. And so because he's in you, there's life. Because he is light, the light of God shining through you. Well, what is another explanation of the light of God is how, how it, we talk about the oil and the anointing, the covering, but the oil, the candle of the Lord that he calls us and calls you and I and the people who are believers and everyone was created in his image. So all of us have a moral compass is you choose to live the, the way you want to live. But so we can't continue denying and blaming God and blaming just the devil. The devil made you do it. But you have to be strong enough to grow spiritually strong that you can resist the devil and he will flee by calling on the name of God. Not just because you called it and go back out and do the same stuff, but because you, you, you studied it, you believe it, you study it, and you're hungry for the more of God's word. Amen. And so that under number B, I gave you where you could click on that um, on the syllabus. And maybe I should show you that. Um, I, I, I don't know if any of you all can see it, though. Anybody got their cell phone up? If not, I can just I won't show it because if you can't see it, it doesn't make sense to take that time. But you have it there. So if you if you go into your Word document and open this, you can actually click on that that link that I put there through faith and by faith. It explains uh, the historical relationship between the law and the Old Testament and the grace because of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Amen. And so I just wanted to pull those things out to help us to see that it is all about the glory of God. Uh, we beheld his glory and the glory as the only begotten uh, of the Father. So Jesus is begotten, other created by God. Hallelujah. He created in the image of himself and sent that, that we might 
have eternal life. Look at for, uh, number four, Colossians. We're still talking about uh, this relationship with God, this relationship with the word. Again, the invisible word, the, the invisible creation that things were made by things not seen. So God is showing us that, that in, in the midst of all that you're going through, all that you think you know, that God is saying that I created who is the image? Just listen to this. This is Colossians 1, 15 and 18. You probably heard me say this before, I'm sure. But I want to point it out. He, who is the image? Who, who are we talking about? Who is the image of the invisible God? That's Jesus. Remember early on in John, it says that, that in John 1 through 5, it says that the word was made flesh. In 1 and 14, in the word was made flesh. So the word is Jesus. The word is God's word. It's a seed. It's the thought of his mind. Um, and, and other scriptures, we talked about the sower. You're the sower. You're the spread the word of God. You're the spread the seeds on good ground. Wherever you go, good ground or bad ground, uh, you, you can't just lead people to Christ if everybody you predetermine who's going to be saved. And so we have to walk by faith to hear how God is leading us to be used for kingdom building for his glory. And so this lesson text here begins to come to illuminate for us that the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, when he refers to creature, he's referring to humanity. We're not talking about the animal. Who is the, in, who is the image of the invisible God? The image of something that you and I have never seen. The image of the world that was created that we can't figure out. Scientists in the top labs, even though they're flying up to, to, to Mars and all that, they cannot understand the creation because they can't duplicate it amen you can't you can't duplicate man and they're gonna keep on to mess up <laughs> and create some kind of monsters but and we got enough of those running around people that are crazy uh and believe in the lies that we live in but, but said that we're gonna live in a time where people are cold and 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 turn against one of the lovers of their own flesh uh, inordinate behavior with sexualities and declaring that they're not man and woman when they were made of spirit god didn't make no mistake everything that happens to us god allows us to go through some things some things we choose to do some things are done out of because some people have let me leave that alone. Uh, but but anyway, whether whether it be the thrones or dominions, principalities, all things were created by him. Everything. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And it was all done for his glory. So I wanted to share some other cross references for you so that you could see this invisible substance. Nah, that's invisible substance. See, the invisible substance is the source of God himself. <laughs> it's more than just the word. It is the substance is the foundation of everything. It's the source of creation that we're talking about that gives us this hope, a desire to have certain things that we want. And last night I was praying, I said, desire, Lord, desire is to, to, to dwell in your secret place. Oh, God, help me in the secret place. God and, and restore the joy of the Lord in my heart. You know the financial that you want me because you said for the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are now clearly seen. So, God, believe 
looking at those people that we're praying for that we don't even know, but because you created them and you knew that we were going to be praying for them, and we didn't even know why the prayers are going for, because we're growing travailing, travailing, meaning in the pain, and a moan that releases the pain and the suffering. With Jesus, help me. So it's because the relationship. Understanding this word and the power of this word that gives us clarity of purpose and vision and direction. For the invisible things from the creation of the world and not seen, but they were made from things unseen. Now, food is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, but they will manifest themselves if you pray to God, believing because you don't see how it's going. Because if you see how it's going to work, it's not faith. Just seeing right now, and you're calling it faith, it's something that you can't see. So if you're praying for something, you don't know how it's going to work. It's going to come. You don't know when it's going to come. You've been praying for a husband or a wife. You don't know when it's going to come. Just make sure it's what God wants. And we decisions. We've some things we shouldn't have done, but God is a forgiving God. So he goes on and he tells us in Romans 1 and 23, the invisible substance of things. This for you, so it says the invisible, but the invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen. Like this, because I want you to see this. This is this is the the invisible things of him from the creation of the world, you can now see them. There's some things that God can will reveal to you, not can he, but you obey his will and his ways. You'll be searching that place. I told you last week, he said it's in the heavenly place. That is a spiritual realm. That is not the natural realm. So that gives confidence to you and it gives a blessed assurance to you. And it's the evidence that you're both physical and spiritual. Both spiritual physical, because you were made in his image. You were made flesh. And he put his spirit in you. That's what it means by first a physical first. Uh, um, flesh and then spirit. But beginning understood that the things that are made, even his external power, eternal, eternal power of the Godhead. And then go to 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. For this cause we faint not. But though our, our man perish, so what is he talking about? This is the word of God that says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. This is the word that says, ask, believe it. This is the word that says that, that God stood up knocking at your door, that I've given you the power to step up. I've given you the keys to the kingdom. So he's given you all of this, and he's saying, for this cause, don't faint, don't get afraid, fear not, because I didn't make you that the spirit of fear, but love, join the son. He says, call on me in the time of trouble, and I'll hide you in the tabernacle. Put your wings of angels of God around you, and the angels of God. So, so this light affliction that you're going through, don't, 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 don't give up. Don't let go of God's word. Don't doubt God. And if you do, just go back with a repentant spirit. Go back and say, Lord, I'm hardly sorry. That's where you get the contrite heart. When you're tired of the sin, you're tired of just saying, 
Savior. You tired of the same old excuses you want to really be changed. I want to be that new creature, that new person that the old man passes away and the old things become forth and spring forth. Then I tell you that is going to spring forth. That is going to for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world that he planned for you. <laughs> Did you hear that? Everything that he's doing is for mankind. That he would get the glory. God would get the glory. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit will be glorified. He is sent the comforter that will bring all things to your remembrance and teach you all things and guide you and comfort your heart in the time of trouble. But we have to understand and you got to believe that these afflictions, but only for a moment. So the trials and the weight of your afflictions, they come to perfect us because he's the potter with the clay. It's like the gold. When I used to work at a, a refinery when I was in college, I would come home and work in this refinery with my uncle Posey. And, and my God, the heat was extreme. The, even back then, the asbestos gloves would just burst into flames and the sprinkler system would go off. This is back in the ooh, 70s, 70 to 73, I worked there. And, and so the heat, but it was used to purify. The, the cloven tongues was the, the division of flesh and spirit that the, the people no longer heard just the natural word they begin, that God imputed into them their spiritual tongue. And the, the, what means by cloven tongue is that there's diversities of the tongues. But that, that, that this, this spirit of God, which is far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory, counsels on your sin erases your sin, for I am the propitiation. I come to, re to resolve. I come to redeem. I come to reconcile. I come, Jesus said, to pay the debt for man's sin. I came for the atonement that you would be at one with God. Atonement really means in Hebrew to be at oneness with God. At one. And so well, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. So Lord said, take your eyes off of me. And brother, sister, I want to be honest with you. I've been struggling in my mind with, with wanting to, for this ministry to grow, but for the teaching to expand. And I believe that well, but I had to let go and stop worrying about why this and why that. And Lord, you know, I'm 78. It don't work, all that he says. Keep studying. Are you faithful to your studies? Are you faithful and committed to be on time, to, to do the research, to do the cross-referencing, to do the thing, not just the night before, but prepare all this information and studying it, but put it together. And I got to perfect what he's given me to the best of my ability, not in the, not in the, in the natural sense, but to get to where I pray one day he'll just say, I'm well pleased with you. And that's where I want you all to be. I want you to get to the place where was that someday you'll get home and the Lord says, well done, my faithful servant, that you may even hear it. 
things which are not seen are eternal. And so God can reveal to you. He can move you through space and time. He can take you out of dangerous situations. He can bring palm trees, as I understood in the book of Samuel, there's palm trees in the desert and water, 12 wells that they found. The book of Samuel, I think it's First Samuel. I was listening to TDJ. Let me let me give credit to Bishop TDJ. But but the, the but the things which are not seen are eternal. So when you're believing God, you're you're believing in things that you cannot see. But the things which are not seen, eternal. In other words, that's spiritual. It's within what God allows us to see. He says, go forth and teach. Go forth and do the podcast. Go forth and, and apply for this job. Go forth and stay in the job. Go forth and work out your marriage problem. Go forth and pray for your healing. Pray for others to be healed. Go forth with that love that's pleasing to God. My God. So in Isaiah 43 and 7, all things were created for his glory. So what Smith's Wigglesworth is sharing with us that the Holy Spirit gave him to understand is that he said he would hear the voice of the living God. He could hear the leading of the Spirit. He knew the shepherd's voice. The, the Bible says, my sheep know my voice. So I want to ask you all a, a fundamental question. How often can you hear from God? Who told you that you can't hear from God that much? You ever think about that? If if God is omnipotent and omnipresent, omnipotent, he's a sovereign God that's given you power that says, I'll set you in a heavenly place that my sheep know my voice. How do you determine who can hear God and who cannot? And how often you think they ought to hear? Now, there's a difference between hearing the voice and the leading of the Holy Spirit of God and hearing God. And there's a difference between that behind the veil experience where, where the spirit of the living God ushers you in beyond the veil and gives you revelation powers and knowledge at a different level of anointing. It's a quickening of the spiritual realm that he's called us to. And everybody has a little bit of it. It's just a question of do you believe it enough to search it out and to believe God, to seek him. When I say search it out, it is how do you hear without hearing the word of God? Faith coming by what? Hearing. So that he's speaking. He's always ninety. Sometimes it's, it's, it's an inclination that, or, or intuitive spirit, a discerning spirit of God that quickens us. Tells you, no, don't go to that party. Don't, don't go that way. No, don't mess with this person. Don't, no, don't steal that. No, don't go hanging out with them. No, you ain't going over our house towards you're gonna be the, the, you come to fix up stove. No, you just a lie. You had another agenda and it got you in trouble. I'm talking back. <laughs> you do stuff that you regret. But God has said, I'm giving you a way out. Isaiah 43 and 7, as we talk about uh, the lesson text again today, as, as I go down a little bit, on, we're on page two, and he says, Isaiah, for everyone that is called by my name, for I have created you for my glory. What are we doing that's bringing God glory? 
One of the cross references I read in Bible study earlier or devotion this morning was is to make sure that you're doing something that's pleasing to God. Can you make some people smile? Can you can you make them laugh? Can you can you pray for them? Can you encourage them? Can you help them? Can you let your light so shine, even in the midst of your darkness? Because the darkness cannot consume the light of God that's in you. So I have made you. I formed him. I formed you. This is what he's saying. Even everyone that is called by my name. Now, this, this requires to be called by the name, but you have to receive it. You got to accept it. And some people just want a part-time relationship. And you know you don't get nothing out of no part-time relationship. You're only getting a little pleasure. God wants to give you the whole loaf and the oven and the recipe. He got so much for us. I'm excited because I, I want to see what God is going to be doing in your life and your lives and the people that you're around, the people that I'm waiting on the testimony because I'm believing that this word will manifest. I don't know what it will be because it's invisible. He just said, ask believing. So I'm asking and believing God that supernatural blessing will fall fresh from heaven upon you, that your prayers are answered, answered, not will be answered. And I'm thanking God in expectation of the miracle healing, of the marriage being saved and love being restored in your family and children children and family coming together as one. I bind that, that, that Satan devil in the, in Jesus' name. Satan, the Lord God, rebuke you. Get your hands off our children and grandchildren. Get your hands off our marriages, off our finances, off our health. And I said, believe that. Because before there was no God, there was none other but God. Check that out. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord. This is Isaiah. This is the prophet telling us. And if I had time, we could probably find more. Well, 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, do all these things for his glory. So that gives confirmation that you can't, you can't give him God's glory if you can't obey his word and you can't use what he's given you to the keys to the kingdom. You can't be kingdom minded and you can't be a, 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 couldn't be the stewards of the stewards, proprietor of the great things that God has for you, the miracle working power. Listen, listen, believe me, believe, believe, believe. Because I'm saying, believe what I'm telling you. You are my witnesses, brothers. This is Old Testament that God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that was telling us that I want you to be a witness. For this by the blood of the Lamb and the testimony of your words that people become saved, can be delivered. It can be led to Jesus Christ that breaks the shackles off of you because it's the blood that you never saw. It's the breath of God that created you that you never saw. It's the breath of God that gave me ingenuity to go to the utmost parts of the heavenlies and call a space and then come back down and spend billions of dollars while people are suffering. We can the technology. Then he says, believe and understand. And all that getting, get understanding that I have given you the knowledge, the wisdom, and the understanding that you are my children, you are my chosen, you are my elect, you are my children, and my sheep know my voice. Believe me. He's saying right here in Isaiah, believe the word of God. 
Before me, there was no God form. <laughs> Neither shall there be after me. I even I am the Lord. And beside me, she's saying, don't believe, don't believe in Buddha. Don't believe in your dollar. Don't believe, don't put so much faith in other people that you begin to worship them and not the, not the word of God or not God himself. That's a real issue in the world today, isn't it? Think about it. Beside me, there is none other. He wants all of God is a jealous God. He doesn't want you to look at, you know, um, what does it say that the treasures that are in your heart uh, mount up treasures, not on the things in this world, but in heaven. So what's in your treasure chest? Because you have peculiar treasure. We're going to get to that in just a minute. I am. I am the Lord. And so we look at 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whether, they, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, he says, whatever you're doing, give me the glory. If I bless you to have on your table, give me the glory. If, if you're going through trials and tribulations, give him the glory. <laughs> whether, whether therefore you eat or drink, if you're thirsty for water, give him the glory because you're believing in him for it. If you suffer, need some money, trust him and obey him. He'll work it out for his glory. Because all things work together for the for those who are called according to his purpose, who love God. Do you love him? Can you obey him? So we now come to this place where, where he's telling us in Smith's word of words writing that only one way to the treasures of God. <laughs> and we just talked about that is through faith. It is to believe his word. Uh, and, and so to believe in the power of his word, the power of the invisible God who made himself visible in Jesus Christ, the, 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 the God who took uh, the firmaments of the heavens, the God that, that separated the darkness and said, let there be light that the light of God cannot even be consumed by the darkness of the evil of the prince of the, the God of this world. Of the, see, we're talking about the evil. We're talking about satanic and Satan and devils and evil that's in the, uh, that's in the land. Racism and hatred who profess to love Jesus, but they hate you because of the color of their skin. I literally, my heart ached today when I, I listened to just a little bit as I came back into my room I turned the TV on. I actually was on my phone, and I saw the the trial that was going on from January the sixth. And for people, and and this is why it's so important for us to believe in the power of God's word, because we, we you know we have deceivers. We have we have people that are dressed like sheep, but they're wolves in sheep clothing. We have, we have men and women of God who pretend to be saintly and godly and love God and worship God and represent every major walk of life, but, but don't call this insurrection because we were really loving on each other. How can you sit there and not be honest with yourself that if there had been some people of color, you would not have hesitated to shoot? It would have never happened. Insurrection is the fall of America. I'd agree that we turned away from God 
and we started worshiping men, and we put lying men ahead of God, where the spirit of wickedness and narcissism and hate clouds the mind. It's called enmity. And so I just wanted to pull, point out the only way to all the treasures God has for you is by having and knowing that he is the word of God. And by faith to believe his word, all things are possible. If you wait on the Lord and be of good courage, for he will strengthen your hearts. So this is why he calls you to be peculiar. Years ago when I studied this, brothers and sisters, uh, we're still on page 190, uh, 190, 191 now, I think it is. Um, we're still on 190, going into 190, 191. But, 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 but this peculiar treasure, when I studied it years ago, was you are different. The, the peculiarness is because you're in the world, but not of the world. That, that you become more spiritual minded than fleshly minded. That you, you like a deer that panteth after the water. You like the, 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 the what is that? The, um, Give us feet like Heinz feet that that you 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 have the ability to to run upside the mountains and over the mountains. He's prepared you to overcome everything. And so he says to us this peculiar treasure. Then you shall be a peculiar treasure because God, with all the people in the world, he chose the children of Israel, but he also chose the Gentiles. From, from Genesis on, when we hear the story of Abraham's faithfulness and he counted it towards righteousness. That, that is another gift that God gives us is when we believe his word, he counts it to us. When we believe and obey his word, he counts it to us. When we come to him as a living sacrifice, giving our all and not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, coming saying, God, cleanse my heart. Forgive me, Father. I surrender. You know that's peculiar. You ain't gonna find too many men that wanna walk up and tell God and publicly, Lord, forgive me a week before people. For all the earth is mine and you shall see unto me, and you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. Revelations 1 and 5 to 6, it says, I go to prepare so that you can be the priest, the priest and the king. You're a holy nation. Why? Because I created you and I said, be holy. I am holy. Working and you working, you called the work of God. Then it's the treasures that I've given you that you can do all things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Money answers all things, but don't worship the money. Worship God who gives you all things that he desires for you to have that are greater than things that you could even desire. Because the things you want are things that you see that can never satisfy you. So we want to be in a place in a relationship with God that we're pleasing and a sweet smell to him and to be that peculiar treasure because he has separated you from the world. He has called you to be sanctified. He separated you and told you and saved you and said, I, I have set you free. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. We are his treasures in earthland vessels. Look at 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. You're, you're a treasure in an earthland vessel. It is not of the excellency of your power. It's the power of God. 
There's a scripture that says, according to the power that worketh in you, the power that worketh in you is the power of God's word. It's his spirit that comes alive. It's the spirit that gives you witty innovations and creativity. It's the spirit that quickens your spirit to let you know, in spite of what it looks like, you are my chosen people. Look at Peter 1, 2, and 9. You are chosen. So all of these scripture texts that the Lord led to the Holy Spirit led to me too, to share with the listening audience to you all, but those of you in the class that are on Zoom, to know that the reason this is so important by faith is to believe everything we've taught these last 18 weeks, including this week, is that you, because you are chosen from the foundation of time, and there's some greater greats you have Imagine the great things that God has in store for us. And the world is going crazy. But you're peculiar. My wife even said I'm peculiar. She said, Reed, you're peculiar. I'll give you T 17 weeks out the same book. She said, baby, that's so unusual. I said, I know. But the glory is that, that God gets the glory. God gets the glory because I didn't ask him for 17 weeks. You are pushed to 17, 18, 19 weeks. That was your spirit. And you know what? Willamette, Emma, Sister Emma, Sister Willamette, Sister Charlie May, Sister Clarence Brown, Sister James, Brother James, I'm sorry, Brother Jews, Pastor Jews, to my lovely wife, Jennifer Nelson Seals, to everybody. We're peculiar because we love God. And if you hadn't pushed me, I'd have stopped at 10 or 11 because traditionally people don't want to go more than 10 or 12 weeks. Any school teachers on the line? You have quarters. And most times people don't want to go through no 16 weeks of class. It's almost a college level class. But you push me. And it ain't been easy. Let me tell y'all that. For such a season that you live in right now, that your word, the word, the word will not return to him void because his word is true and it comes to perfect what he created you to do. And when you're in alignment with your prayer life and studying his word and seeking the more of him, that you can find wells in the desert, you can find wells of blessings in, in places that you never worked for. Hallelujah. your death. So in the name of Jesus, God, thank you for canceling the day for everybody that's on this line. By faith to believe it, it is so it is done because we decree it. And I'm waiting on the reports. I'm waiting on my report to call me over the other one day. Say, hey, hey, hey. My, my mortgage is paid supernaturally. Things that happen that I've been praying for, you got to let it be so. Because I'm, I'm waiting with great expectation. You are, you are the, you are my father. You, you, you are my God. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my all in all. You are my everything. But we have this treasure. That treasure is the Spirit of the Living God. He calls us His treasures. 
that the excellence of his power may be, listen, he calls, he's telling you right here that the excellency of the power may be of God in you. That you recognize the power that's in you, that God has given you, that you can do all things through him. <laughs> Saved by grace. We talked about that earlier. Mary believed. So you got to believe. Zachariah, which would have been her uncle, or yeah, cousin, cousin. Because Elizabeth was her cousin. So Zachariah, Elizabeth's husband, when the angel told him that he was going to have a son, which was John the Baptist, and 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 the baby leaped in, in her womb, my God. That's the mysteries of God. We're not going to get into that, but I gave you the link. <laughs> Got a link there that will take you to understanding some of the mysteries of God. Amen. The mysteries of God, uh, understanding that the, that the word of God is a parable. But I've enlightened you. I've opened your eyes. Here's some examples of faith in, in action, faith that becomes factual, is the evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things seen. See, believe, believe becomes fact. Belief of word of God is factual. It's, al it's already there. He's the author and the finisher. So if he's the author and the finisher, it's already done. What we have to do, brothers, sisters in Christ, we have to get to an understanding of this word that it, it is so enriched and grained in us that if we could just believe with just the signs of our muscles. He said, just one little letter of my word, if you can hold on and believe it and let that grow, but it won't grow if you don't water it. Because he says one will water, one will plant, one will water, but God gives the increase. But if you don't, faith requires some work too. If you're not saved by the works, that was the Old Testament. That was when they were talking about it by faith because God was showing them it took him to do it. But Jesus now says you can do it if you can believe through the word. Through the word. Mm, through the word that I put in your belly. That your your leaves shall never wither because I planted you by the rivers of water. So no matter what the weather's like, no matter what the drought season is, uh, your your roots are so embedded in the ground that it it, it the water will all your, your leaves will never turn brown. You always produce fruit even in the midst of when you seem like you're losing ground. You feel like you've lost everything, but God is doing a new work when you believe. And so, so let's get into where Smith Wiggleworth is saying that the root of understanding your relationship with God is communing with him. So faith becomes hearing God, also not just reading and hearing, but also praying and talking about him. Remember I said, to communicate means to commune, to be in his presence. And the longer you stay in his presence, not just asking the praising and the worship, but also listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Lord, quicken one spirit on this line as we teach this word, that we have a thirsting even the more for your word, that we can hear the leading of the Holy Spirit. We can discern what it is that you would have us. You can even discern the danger of our families in the name of Jesus and call us into a place of prayer. God, turn it around and protect them. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, hear the hearts of those who are misfortunate and their families have gone wrong, oh God, and they're grieving and still grieving. Can't let go of the wrongs that have been done to them. 
<laughs> give him, oh God, and give him a, the quickest and the let go of the past and hold on to the new future that I've given to you because there's a new day in the name of Jesus and all things passed away and all things become new. You got to let go of the past and keep pressing, keep pressing, keep moving forward. Hallelujah. Let's run this race together, brothers and sisters, by believing because it's the word. And so we said, we know the story, and I'm just going to paraphrase this, because you know the story about the, the chains that fell off his hands. You know, the, and uh, the, I hear the chains falling. <laughs> uh, and so uh, who is that? Uh, Sister Cobb, Sister Cobb, Minister Cobb. She says, I hear the chains falling. So the chains, <laughs> there's, some, there's some chains being broken right now. And so this, this word out of the book of Acts, it was written by Luke. Uh, and it tells us that Peter's miraculous escape. There's some things that God has allowed you to escape. And he, he wants you to go tell the testimony of how I snatched you out of the miry clay. How, how, and this, this goes to the hypocrite. This, this goes to the prayer, prayer warriors who get so high-minded and caught up in ourselves. And I have to guard my own heart on this. Don't you ever get to the place, Anton, or anybody this line, that we're praying and being used of God in prayer to lead prayer. And you don't have the faith. These were men of God that were in the place praying that Jesus would be released, that Peter would be released, but they couldn't believe it. That's why it's important when you pray. This, this Rhoda, this, this damsel they called came and hearkened to them. And, and, and the damsel came to hearken to Peter was at the door, knocking. And the story goes on and So well, maybe it's his angel. Maybe, maybe he did. God <laughs> sending somebody else to let us know he's gone. What kind of prayer life do we have? I'm being tried right now to believe God. Right now, even with the classes, even, even with how to go forward, how to learn, how to, Lord, teach me this word. I, I don't know. I don't understand. Why, why so much pain? Why so much suffering? And so the sacrifices of God are broken spirit. Notice number B. Um, I think I'm on page four. He said, look at number four. He says, broken, contrite heart in the presence. That's on page 191. I think it's towards the bottom of page 191. But you have a broken heart, okay? Um, becomes broken. It's at the top. It's, little, it's basically the middle top, okay? But, but it says the broken. I, I paraphrase this way, broken, contrite heart. He wants you to have this, I didn't have enough room to put Anne in there, but a broken, contrite heart in the presence of God. In other words, your, your sincerity of your prayers, of talking, communing, spending time with God, spending time in Bible study, meditating on this word, this word will convict you. This is a spirit. This Bible is not just a word. Let me say that again. This Bible is not just a word. It is the spirit of the living word of God. And it will speak to you. 
It will reveal things to you that you have read 500 times. And one day you read it and you got a whole different enlightenment, a whole different understanding. And you can't even figure out how did that happen? My God. So the sacrifices of God are broken spirit. He allows us to go through some stuff. And then real quick, the story of Job, even David's story. The pain and suffering that Joshua went through, that Jeremiah the prophet went through, that Mary went through watching her son, who was doing nothing but right. And we have sons and daughters and neighbors and families who are being shot down, haven't done anything wrong. And I tell you, when my brothers got shot back in 1967, I was an angry young man. I was with them, had just left them to go upstairs to the house. And three of my, two of my brothers and a neighbor got shot right in front of the house in Chatham, 80th and in Ellis. 8019 was where we lived in a place across the street, I think was eighty sixteen or something like that. But if I had not had a broken spirit, a contrite heart, God had to break me. I used to be angry. I used to be a very jealous man, bitter man. I used to have a laugh and a smile all the time, but I was troubled. And so, but God, the sacrifices are, are, are of the spirit. A broken contrite means I am heartily, heartfully sinned. Lord, don't turn away from me. I don't want to, Lord, I don't want to lose and lose the feeling of your presence, God. Lord, where are you, Lord? I need you. I, I need to make sure that I'm living for you and not for myself. Lord, let you be pleased with the teaching. Let you be pleased with our prayer life. Let you be pleased with what we, how we treat our families, how we treat our wives. It's our parents if we don't treat our wives right. So Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is nigh unto them that are broken. Hmm. When, you, when you get down on your knees and you can weep before the Lord, or you can call on his name out in public, and you're not ashamed of his gospel because you know what he has done. Oh, my God. And to say this for the benefit of the men that are listening to this, don't be ashamed of crying before the Lord because Jesus gave us that model too. Men of God running around talking about, I don't know, I'm a man, I don't cry. Well, God and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the triune God, shows us that he went. So who are you? Were you here at the foundation, the beginning of time? Well, pastors and bishops and apostles and ministers tell folks, I can't cry. Wow. Where's your passion? And you call other brothers and women of God weep because they they weep before God because they moan and groan and travail, <laughs> lamenting before God, heartily sorry, not even necessarily for things that you've done wrong, but for the pain and suffering that you see in the world. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. So some of the pain and the groaning that you're experiencing, travailing is pain. It's like a birth pain. The pains when you when God gives you something to do and gives you a new course of life. Some pain. There's some things that have to follow. 
some some pruning that's going to take place for the glory of God. But the Lord delivered him. So here are the afflictions of the righteous. So there are there are things that are coming, there are things that are happening, but because you have a heart for God and you don't you don't want to disappoint God. You want to remain being your prayers to be a sweet smell in his nostril. So wait on the Lord and be a good curse. Though, and I love this scripture. I love this scripture. And it's about 315. So we, we're going to get off in just a minute. I love this scripture because it tells us that I, that, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. There are times you can get so caught up in the spiritual realm and just weep, not tears of sadness, but tears of joy, or even tears that break something off of you. You're just saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For in the time of trouble, this, this is why it's so important to know how to escape, because I've given you a way to escape, and it's through meditation on this word doesn't say that you're not going to have a hard time. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but I deliver you from them all. Ooh. So I hide you in this tabernacle, the secret of this tabernacle. What is the secret of his tabernacle? It's the place down inside of you that's called the rivers of living water. It is the inner spirit of who you are. It is the tabernacle, your meeting place with God that he hides you and he shall set you upon a rock. What's the rock? The word. The rock of salvation. <laughs> it's his word. It's, it's his promise. It's his covenant word that says, I sent my son Jesus to save you. Uh, and, and upon this rock, I shall build my church, Peter. It's the word that was spoken that to Christians that stand on the solid rock. This, this rock that you stand on, this cornerstone that you're standing on is the word of God that man rejected and they killed Jesus. They, they, they crucified our Jesus. And these were people who loved God, who professed Jesus, who professed God, I'm sorry, that believed uh, that, that, that the Messiah was coming, but because he didn't come the way they wanted to. But you can believe the kind of stuff that we hear on TV and, and what's going on in our government and America. Anyway, and so this, I, I want to close with Romans um, at, for 8 and 28, labor in the game. Excuse me, labor and prayer with groaning. I was talking about that. Likewise, the spirit also help of our infirmities. Infirmities are ongoing uh, illnesses, pain and suffering. Afflictions is different. Afflictions are things that are just affecting you. It could be mental, could be uh, spiritual attacks, could be uh, family problems, generational stuff that happens. Infirmities are usually related to something that deals with sickness. But he says, but, but likewise, the spirit also help of our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray. And this is why it's so important to have a prayer line. Because what he said, the spirit itself making intercessions. It is not us that knows how to pray. It is by the intercession. When I started the men's prayer, Clarence, I, 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 this was a scripture that I used. But we may not know how to pray. We don't know how to pray except for the unction of the Holy Ghost, intercession for us with groaning, which cannot be uttered. 
Groaning usually comes in the ways to help relief, to stabilize you, to let go of the pressure. It's, you know, years ago, uh, some of the sisters on the line saw your mama cook, your grandmama cook with a, a one of them pots that had the little thing on the top of what they call them, steam pots or whatever they call them. Oh, I can't think of it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Somebody help me. Y'all y'all been around a while. But you put this little dial up there and, it would, it would, the, and the pressure build up a cooker, cooker uh, pressure cooker. And the, and the little dial on the top would begin to spin around and beep. He has a way of releasing the pressure through his word. That's why so much peace in prayer. And he searches the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what's in the mind of the spirit because he maketh an assessment for the saints. Who are the saints? The Greek word for saints is believers according to the will of God. So you're believers. So your prayers, your intercession, because he make, he's interceding for you for the saints according to the will. That's why it's important to know what his will is for us. We know that all things work. That's where I've been getting that. Well, we know all things work together for the glory of God. <laughs> uh, to them that love him, to them that are called according to his purpose. Now, this ain't got nothing to do with your will and your purpose. This is God's will. This is God's purpose. This is God's plan to them who are called. You have been called. You've been chosen. You are the very elect of God. I told you last week, you're peculiar treasures. I told you that, that you are ambassadors. You're cold, cold heirs of the kingdom with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That he sent you here to do his bidding, to be his, his ambassador, to be that peculiar treasure, to be the candle of the Lord. You're not the light, but there's light shining through you. Oh, Lord, you are the potter. We are the clay. And so we want you to commune with God and know that, that everything that you're going through, but we are all as unclean things and all our righteousness. And, and remember this, our self-righteousness is viewed as filthy rags. That's Isaiah 64 and 6. And there is none that call upon thy name that stirred up himself to take hold of thee, for thou hast hid thy face from us and hast consumed us because of our iniquities. But now, O oh Lord, so you, 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 you're saying, God, I'm heartily sorry. See, the potter and the clay is you and I. We come out of this earth that we were created by him scooping up dirt and, and made us to, to look like to, to be who we are at a certain time and generation, a dispensation of time that you're on this earth for a specific purpose because the father who created you is the potter. He designed you to be able to, every one of us is made differently. We're tweaked with just a little bit of a different gift, but all of us for one purpose and it's for his glory. And we all are the work of thine hand, God. That's why he tells us to be so fitly joined together. Like the bone and the marrow that, that go together, the, the eyes and the hand are coordinated by how you see and how you operate. That's why your equilibrium is so important. One part is no better than the other. And then he says, commune with God. Walk by faith. God open our eyes and enlighten us. The eyes of your understanding be that ye may know what is his hope. And that takes us back all the way back to, to, to Hebrews 11. It says, uh, what is the two truths going forward? Two of uh, the hope of this calling. Not, not faith is the substance of things hopeful. What is the hope? What is the 
desire of his calling upon my life. You know, how do you get this? How do you get your eyes enlightened? How do you get his eyes of understanding? It's another thing to have enlightenment, how to use the godly wisdom, the godly knowledge, and the godly understanding. There's so much power in this word that's gone intact. That's down the inside of you. Praise God. You have a desire to be on week in and week out to stay and hold on to this word. Let it get down in your belly. Because God understands. He knows your heart. Understand God's word. How we obtain this faith because he's the author and the finisher. And without faith, as I said earlier, it's impossible to please God. I was, I was reading through the end of the book. You know, so much in here um, that I just suggested that you all read that. If you have any questions, get back to me. But he's the only author. And then for the word, for the word Hebrews 4 on page 194, I'm going to close with this note. For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than two-edged sword, piercing. In other words, it separates the, the flesh and the spirit. And so it's up the two as sword piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit. There it is, soul and spirit, soul and spirit, and the joints and the marrow, and the discern of thoughts and intents of the heart. So there's nothing that you can do to deceive God. Because I know your spirit, I know your soul. Soul's coming back to him. That's what he created. Now, how the words serve. How, how the word of God serves the soul and spirit, the soul that has a lot of carnality, a lot of selfishness, a lot of evil in it. Thank God the Lord can sever from us all this earthly sensual and make us a spiritual people. He can bring all our substances to the place of death. That's why we were teaching about this word being so powerful that he says, die daily by by submitting to God, just surrendering to God, by confessing with your mouth that I fall short of the glory of God. Lord, forgive me for the, the way I look at situations, the way I look at people, the, the way I get angry, whatever it is from God. Please take it out of us. Please deliver us. Please, God, help us to be more like Christ Jesus. Give us a mind that stayed on God, Jesus Christ. Give us a mind that passes understanding because God your word will not return to your voice so we're trusting in this word this invisible word that we can't even see with our faces it's impossible to please you so God help us to please you by quickening our spirit oh God for you are rewarded as we continue to seek you he's a reward of them who diligently seek him I want you to know that you you are being blessed Every second of the day that you're alive, it's a miracle. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That the word is better than any sweet honeycomb. It's better than anything sweet. It's better than anything you can eat. It's better than anything you can earn or ever have when you get in this word. One of the things that I struggle with that I want is not just to know it. I'm not just to believe it. I want to experience it all. I want to be able to experience knowing that all that I've gone through, that I need deliverance so that I can trust and be at peace with whatever's going on, that I know how to abode both in, in good times and bad times, that no matter what's going on, no matter what the rejections are, no matter what it is that you're dealing with, I found peace in Jesus.
I just want to stay there. I want to be just like I am right now at a peace that passeth all understanding. What's the helmet of salvation that Lord give you that my feet are shouted in the preparation that I know that I can stand because I'm standing on the solid rock, the cornerstone that was rejected. I'm standing, reaching out to the hem of his garment, which is the word of God, that I'm holding on to the word of God. God bless you all. God's peace continue to be with every one of you as we continue to search this word out, as we continue to seek the more of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, what a blessing. What a blessing. <laughs> what a blessing. Hey, we got one more week, y'all. One more week. Hallelujah. Any comments, any thoughts before I close out? Glory, thank you for staying on. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Willie May, for inviting your sisters and for them staying with me and staying on, staying with this teaching. It's not me, it's, it's the Holy Ghost. And I, I want you all to know this is, this is the Holy Spirit that has blessed me to be able to do this. And thank you for staying with us. Thank you, God, for allowing me to, to, to be used for your glory. And I pray that believing that, that great things are moving in your life right now, seen and unseen, God is doing a great work. Like Precious Faith, next week, chapter 19. Now, next week, Emma, Sister Emma, Sister Charlie May, yes. Clarence, next week. And you may not want to get and show your faces or anything, okay, but I do need you to give me some comments so we close the class out with thoughts of what you've learned, what, what, what might I do better to make the class better or more exciting, um, anything, that you, any critique that you would like to share. Um, I would appreciate it. Okay. And, what the, and, and even testimonies of what the Lord, how the Holy Spirit is moving in your life. How has this teaching impacted your lives? So think about that. And um, we'll be off after next week. But my wife said, what are you going to do in those four weeks that you're off? Not teach us. I said, I don't know. But God will give me something to keep me busy. Love you with the love of Jesus, all of you. Thank you so, so very much for your attentiveness, for your support and your encouragement. And uh, invite others for the class that's going to begin September the 14th. We are going to be teaching from this book, God Chases. We're not, I'm not recommending that you get this size book because it is, for me, it's too small. But I encourage you to God Chaser, go online. There are three different colors. Uh, I'll show this to you next week. Did you all order your books? Yes. Okay. Um, I went. I did try to order, uh, Sister um, uh, Willamay, uh, the hardback. But every time my wife would go in to try and order, it kicked us back to the paperback, the green and beige cover book. But it's all the same books. Okay. So God bless you. God's peace be with everybody. Love you with the love of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Father. We thank you for this word. I pray. In the name of Jesus, God, that, that it will lead others to come to know you, that somebody may be saved, somebody's life may be turned around. I count it a joy. I count it done for your glory. 
I thank you for the victory for every soul on this line that has faith to believe. And if they don't have faith, Lord, let our faith be strong enough to give them strength as we stand in the gap for them, oh God. Let us be the bridge over troubled waters, oh God. Let us be a light to those that are walking in darkness and have lost their way, oh God. That, that whatever we're doing and saying or whatever we're trying to do to help people, let it lead them to you, God. Let you be glorified in everything that we do. God, in the name of Jesus, equip us even the more to teach your word, to be doers of your word, to go forth and spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Teach us to be your disciples, the learned ones of God. Do it all for your glory. Watch over the families of everyone that's here and those that are absent. Lift up Brother James, who started a new job. So, Lord, we count it done for your glory as you continue to bless him and keep him in the hollows of your hand. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. Bless over Jennifer, my wife, Elder Jennifer Nelson Seals, oh God. Bless her, oh God. Bless all of our families that are represented here today, for your word is a living word, and you have already blessed us. You've already done a great work in all of us. So, Lord, we're looking for the greater grace that you will be glorified, that you will be exalted by whatever we do. We give you the praise, honor, and glory. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. We're going to be teaching on prayer going into next week, and it's 12 weeks, but it may go, go longer starting in September. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We may do part A and part B on that because it's some rich, rich stuff in that book. <laughs> We're going to be teaching on the word of God, prayer. God bless you. The God chaser. Are you a God chaser? If you want to be a God chaser, that's just somebody sold out for Jesus, sold out, sold out for the power of God, the glory of God, that, that you know that you are his stewards of this kingdom, servants of the most high God. God bless you. Love you with the love of Jesus, everybody. Take care of yourself. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.